Hello and welcome to the Three Wheel Podcast. This is Danny Ryan. I've got Tommy Ryan here with me. Hey, Tommy. Good morning, Danny. Uh, Aaron Gobra. It's uh, it, it is. <laughs> Is St. Patrick's Day, and Tommy has a beautiful green shirt with another green shirt under it, and green socks, polka dotted green, green socks. socks. Yep. I am impressed. There's a, you got some kicking socks. If you ever get to, if your feet get too large or small for those socks, you Sorry, can hand, them hand those down. Oh come Sorry. on! <laughs> Half my wardrobe is from Tommy or from Bobby. Bobby's my other brother, so uh, I guess I won't get the the socks for hand me downs. Oh well. Oh shucks. We've got a great topic today, and it's something that um, I know we get pulled into a lot of projects because. Uh, essentially, the earlier SharePoint initiatives fail. So I wanted to spend some time with you talking about that. You, there was all, the other topic we were talking about as well, which is sort of why SharePoint, what are the benefits of SharePoint. And when we talked through that, it sounded like you really needed to apply it to individuals' needs, and it was a little bit more difficult to talk about. But for this one, let's let's talk about, you know, what have we seen through the years? I mean, it's been, what, 15 years since we've done that? Of that 15 years, at least maybe 10 of it that has been SharePoint related. I know we did some SharePoint stuff very early on, but for the majority of those uh, of those years, we've been doing things with SharePoint. Can we sort of like just talk through some of the things that we've seen as we've worked with clients as far as why do they fail? What, what happens when, when somebody tries to use SharePoint and, and it's not successful? Uh, yeah, that, that question, I, I think you can put it in some general categories. Um, you know, one category is they're looking at SharePoint as just a document repository. Mm-hmm. So there's a mental shift of instead of, you know, stockpiling documents on my hard drive or network drive, I just stockpile them in SharePoint. Mm-hmm. And so you're taking something that it's more convenient to work off of your local hard drive to work with files. And then you put it up onto SharePoint and all you're doing is, you know, it's a, you know, it's a dumping ground for documents. It, it gets disorganized quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine how, you know, with your own local file system that can get disorganized and you're constantly trying to organize that, um, you know, amplify that by, you know, your whole organization just dumping files into SharePoint. So that, that's one area where you know, people just don't think about how am I going to organize my content across the organization and, and set that up and, and start with that in mind. Um, another area I think is in, in the area of over-engineering SharePoint, mm-hmm. where organizations see a lot of shiny new stuff. Mm-hmm. That comes with SharePoint, and for technology's sake, they start using those things and not really have a business driver that says we need to do this and this is important to our organization. And when that occurs, you end up seeing you know low adoption because it's just overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know maybe there's good intent about the value, but uh, the organization is not bought in. The organization doesn't understand. Um, and it, uh, it's used by maybe the IT department and, uh, no one else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw things like my sites, you know, that was a feature within SharePoint that, you know, looked like a cool little feature, but everywhere we went, the only people using my sites w- was the IT department. It was never rolled <laughs> right. out past that. Uh-huh. Um, so 
I think that's one of the warning signs of, you know, implementing it because just because it's there versus a business driver that says we need to, you know, use this part of SharePoint. Um, and then I think probably another classification is, you know, people don't know what SharePoint is. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I, I hear that a lot is, you know, well, what is SharePoint? I, you know, certain people in the organization get it, but then you go up to the president or, you go to people that are not normally using IT type tools and they, they don't get it. You know, why do I need to use SharePoint? I mean, I can do the work I need to do today. Why overcomplicate things and throw another tool into the mix? Um, so, you know, those organizations, you know, they struggle with um, SharePoint because there's just not uh, awareness and knowledge about how can we use SharePoint um, where we are today as an organization? So where's our maturity level of how we collaborate together, um, the type of um, workflows and business process we have in our organization that we want to enforce in a tool like SharePoint? And being able to take that and take the right baby steps along mm-hmm. the way to say, okay, what's it really important now? What, what, what's some of that low-hanging fruit of pains that we have as an organization that we can take that extra step and that effort to learn SharePoint, to um, evangelize it, to support it, and kind of point back to, let's do it that way. Um, Because I think naturally we tend to go back to the things that we know, and that's email and storing a file in our local file system. And a lot of things degrade away from SharePoint when you know there's not that support of saying this is where we're going to do it and we're we're behind this as an organization from the top and the bottom of the organization and does that is that 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 support i know folks can work with us to do things like you know training and help with communication when rollout is that a, a a group within is that an individual or a group or how how is it when things have worked let me put it that way. Has it been a, a, a group of folks who are promoting it and, and, and are really putting it out there as, hey, guys, this is, this, is a, this is an enabler. This is something that you can use. How has it worked? How have we seen it work? Or maybe we, right. we haven't because all the clients we work with, it hasn't worked. Where have you seen it work? Well, I think where it's challenged is in much smaller organizations. Uh-huh. As the organization gets larger and can have specialization of someone taking charge of something, uh-huh. you see someone that's like a director of collaboration, VP of collaboration, or um, someone that is a leader as it relates to internal PR. Um, yep. I've seen that also as a title, kind of internal PR. And that's someone that's, you know, needs SharePoint as a key tool to say, how do we roll out information to our organization? How do we get together and work together as a team? And so you need that type of champion. And then in smaller organizations, it's that, you know, one or two people that get it, that know for us to grow and for us to be more effective in the work that we do, we need something like a SharePoint. You know, we need a platform like SharePoint to enable you know, those repetitive things that we do to be able to do it in a better way, 
to be able to do it in a way that we can retain the knowledge and the IP of our organization um, in an organized fashion that um, as we bring new people into the company, mm-hmm. it's available to them. Mm-hmm. It's not locked into in, inboxes um, in, in people's email. Um, it allows us to put some structure on how something gets accomplished as it relates to, you know, content and contracts and all those think documents that we create that run our businesses. This is reminds me of, uh, with a lot of things, uh, there's a maturity continuum where sort of, you know, you're, you can't, and you can't cheat it. You, you sort of have to, you, you, you build up internal competencies within incompetencies as an organization and you move to the next step and you can't jump two steps. Right. right. Um, and if you try to do that, you're, fa- you'll fail if you try it. And so there's, there's this natural sort of thing that's built into this that you have to think about it as a continuum, as you, as a sort of growing through Definitely. this. Um, and you know, you and I were talking about analogies and, and, and uh, uh, you know, some of those, how, how, how can we compare this? And now that I think about it, in some ways, it's very much like one of your favorite things, which is a gardening. You know, you can't cheat in gardening mm-hmm. there. You have to do, you have to nurture it. You have, you can't plant before you, right before you sow all these things. And, and I, I think that might be in some ways have be a very valid analogy and thinking of how are you growing yourself maturity wise within your organization, as far as it comes, as far as collaboration, where are you? Are you just sort of, are you at the very early stages or where are you? With right, right. And I think that's key. And I think as it relates to failure, you know, some of the organizations that we've come across, um, and, and it's not common, actually, it's, it's interesting to see it when we do see it. But it's organizations that jump ahead uh-huh. and kind of use some advanced features of SharePoint before they really use the basic features. Mm. And, and it speaks to that maturity continuum of, um, you know, it takes time as an organization to grow in your ability to work together as a team using technologies that support team-based yeah. collaboration. Yeah. And we've seen, I think... This often happens, which is uh, so for some of these larger organizations that we work with, they'll be they'll have people who have backgrounds in .NET development or in different technologies, and we've seen it where they try to take what you do in SharePoint. If they if they don't know how to do it in SharePoint, they'll sort of intermix this with something, and you look at it and you go like, why were they try? You know, they could have leveraged something from SharePoint that would have done this. But instead, they did something else, and they come up with this really kludgy solution. And part of it is because they didn't take the time to invest and understand what the platform has. Right. And that's – you can see where that comes from. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, SharePoint, there are certain things that out of the box, you just don't like the way it works. <laughs> but uh-huh. you have to realize that the more you can embrace the way SharePoint does it, and come up to speed with that and get accustomed to that, mm-hmm. um, the more you're going to get out of the platform and the more kind of fringe benefits of as the pat- platform grows, you're getting these features, you know, that come up for free, mm-hmm. you know, versus I have to go build this. So if I go and take a, a totally different direction on how to accomplish something that's already in SharePoint, then when SharePoint matures and gets better in that area, then you're 
you can't take advantage of that because mm-hmm. you've kind of gone off on your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the beauty of SharePoint is it's a platform that can be extended. So if there are some rough edges that you have to address, mm-hmm. you can do that, but you have to do it with caution because it has a cost of ownership to do that. Um, but our philosophy is how much can we use that's out of the box mm-hmm. so you can get to business value very quickly and you put the person in a situation that they can grow with the platform versus having to go build it yourself every time you want a new feature in your portal. I know we have a lot of developers here at Three Wheel. I know I can remember when you made it a point that they not develop, basically that they use out of the box features and functionality when we were first picking up SharePoint because we didn't want to miss what you could do with it through configuration, through out of the box features, and then get to a point where we're we saying, oh, okay, we know the edge, we know what this is supposed to do. Now is the point where we can see where we can customize or we can see and and typically with that, with SharePoint, you might have a couple of different ways you can go after it and there are pros and cons to each way. And, you know, to some folks, they, they may throw up their hands to a consultant. They're like, I love, <laughs> I love right, this. Right. Um, and so it, I know for us, it's, it's also been a sort of maturity continuum. And we had to make a conscious choice to say, understand what's in the platform before you start building things out. Right. Yeah. And that was key. And it was a painful period of time for, mm-hmm. I think, some individuals to kind of put Visual Studio aside Mm -hmm. and really understand the platform because we want to, you know, embrace as much as possible and then only pull out the customization when it's not there or it really isn't something that you'd ever see in SharePoint. You have to extend it to get that type of capability. And that's come through a a lot of areas have to do with integration Mm -hmm. that at the end of the day, SharePoint doesn't create. Um, these integrations, mm-hmm. um, it's up to either the company to do that or the software, um, the ISV that provides the other solution to come up with that integration. And we've been talking a lot about migrating to Office 365, but, and I don't know if, you know, if we started to see some, how it, how the SharePoint, maybe instead of saying SharePoint, Office 365 initiatives are failing. Is that change at all when we start talking about things in the cloud? Um, any insights that we've seen so far, maybe over the last couple of years, where we're looking at um, things changing versus on-premise versus the cloud? Have we seen anything? That- I don't think, I think time will tell. I think yeah. right now we're too early into that life cycle. Um, to come up with what are the, the standard things that fail mm-hmm. in an Office 365 initiative. I, I think what you're seeing is people are approaching it in a healthy way where they look at, let's get the commodity services mm-hmm. that come with the platform of Office 365 in place. And then let's, you know, enhance and extend that. And for us, that, that can be a little frustrating because that's, you know, a lot of what we do is that enhancement. Yeah. So, you know, that's a big reason why we've beefed up our migration practice is because that's where we think our customer needs the most help and we can help them with that piece and have the patience to say, all right, now when you're past that maturity of just embracing what's out of the box, 
now you're going to want those things that you wanted before, like workflow and and uh, you know the customizations to integrate it with other platforms. Mm-hmm. Anything else you would point out as far as somebody listening to this episode and any insights you would want to share with them, uh, maybe about things to steer away from failure wise or anything else you want to add to this? I I think as it relates to, you know, failures with SharePoint and how do you approach that? um, Be sure that there's business value driving it Mm -hmm. and that there's, buy-in from the organization. There's a certain amount of hunger from the organization to want to do this versus it's something being forced upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that same note of help the adoption through, you know, plans around training and communications and evangelization, it really is not going to happen naturally on its mm-hmm. own. It's going to need some work. It's going to need people pointing out the use cases and why we're using this and, and, um, you know, making sure that what you go after, you embrace and master and then build upon that. Mm-hmm. So just looking at SharePoint and making sure you're using it in a way to enable value versus it's there. So let's just use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that's probably some high level um, kind of advice on how to approach SharePoint and, and avoid failure. Um, you know, make sure it's not for technology's sake. There's a business driver for it mm-hmm. that people are there to support it, to to make it successful. Um, that requires a lot of communication and training, and and um, you know, making sure you're hearing the pains and addressing those pains as they come up uh, to make sure that there is that adoption you need to get the value at the end of the day. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you put SharePoint out there and it's not being used, of course. There's no, there's very little value and it actually is a dis- distractor, you know, it ends up being, okay, I've got stuff in SharePoint and I got stuff in Dropbox. I got stuff in my local file system. And then you're, it's just another place where mm-hmm. content is. So you have to have a very clear initiative of this is where it's going to, the work gets done. And when, when people are doing it outside of here, let's address that. Mm-hmm. So we can have everybody, everybody on the same page and, and getting the benefit of being in one place. I'm going to brag on the delivery team a little bit here, which is even though I pull them into some opportunities where in the past it's, you know, we've had uh, that there has been failures in SharePoint failures. I can't, I'm, I'm having a problem right now. Come thinking of a project that we came out of that said it, it failed. Um, maybe I have a bad memory or maybe nobody wants to tell me about that. But I, I am amazed at how many times we end up taking something and sometimes it's on fire. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people, when they want to pull in an outside organization, it's because it's not working. And there is something that's could be inherently a problem with being successful with a project. But I'm just amazed with how many times we go in, we settle things down, we get things moving on the right path and we get them to a point of being successful with SharePoint. Yeah. And I think we have done a great job there. And as with anything, we can always improve. And I think what we've done in the past is using the agile process to understand the need and being able to feed that back in a very quick cycle. So that in itself, I think has given us a lot of success. 
um, where I think I'm seeing even better success is in the projects where we challenge the stakeholders for things that they want mm -hmm. and really saying that's probably not the right thing to do. And this is why we're do this for you, but here's some things that we want you to know mm -hmm. that, that could be things that are drawbacks and things that are going to make this not sustainable in terms of using it. Cause I think we can get into a lot of projects where the customer's happy. We've implemented everything they've asked us to do. Yeah. But there's not the the level of adoption that we would like to see. So to address that adoption is, you know, giving that consultative advice of where being brave enough to tell the customer that's not probably a good idea. And this is why. And then having that conversation and trying to get to the same page where you can both have an understanding of, yes, this is the right thing to do or no, this is something we should hold off on. I have seen us do a lot of. I don't know if you would call this failing early, but the whole through the estimation process with the Bruce and going through and seeing what it takes where it the project hasn't made sense. It just, we just like on both sides, we're like it, it, either the effort, what their, the expectations are around the effort or the cost involved, uh, cost investment in it, I should right. say. And it doesn't make sense. So we don't take on, you know, either side won't take on the engagement. And from my standpoint, I think that keeps us out of the situation where we're failing on projects. Because I think very early on, where we, I, I feel like what Bruce does for us is he gives us, you know, good estimates and we're able to use that to decide whether that company can make that investment or not, or are the expectations set up properly yet? Right. And that's, that, and that's where we, a lot of times we're fail early, which yeah. is we're bringing up what the costs are and not going in there where, you know, we, we, we don't tell all the truth because we, we want to get the project Yeah, and we want to get in there and start and then you can do change orders to you know get more and change orders i think can be good and sometimes they can be bad i think a good change order is new ideas emerge that weren't discussed that you know that we're we're having good conversations that we're coming up with better ideas um where it's bad is if you're having change orders for things that you really knew about um, and, and you didn't disclose. So we're always challenging ourselves. And, and that's a fine balance because you, 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 know, you have to raise enough awareness to, to understand total cost of ownership, but you don't want to overemphasize that where you're kind of being kind of a Debbie Downer for this initiative. But you want to give enough information so people don't go in and get blindsided as they continue on with you know, what they've invested in. Well, thanks, uh, folks, for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you, Tommy, for your sure. insights. I think this was, was very helpful. I know I learned a couple of things. Um, for folks, if you can't tell, Tommy and I are very uh, invested in our projects being successful. I think that's a, that's one as a small sure. aspect of it, it as well. It's that there is skin in the game from both sides. And um, if you guys are, if you're looking at this next project and aren't sure about you know whether SharePoint's the right platform or are we failed in the past and we're not sure if this next initiative is going to fail again, 
just reach out to us. Um, if you re do go through the contact us page on, on our website, um, I will set up a meeting with you. And no, you know, there's it's we're not sales folks here. We're we're just consultative. We want to um, make sure that the next thing that you go after is successful. Um, and uh, so, if you feel free to reach out to us to to leave a comment if there's things that you've run into. Maybe you've seen a, sort of a pattern with uh, failed uh, SharePoint initiatives and, and definitely interact with us through the website. Um, thanks again, Tommy, for your sure, time. Man. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.